Thanks for listening to a new episode of Standby Secrets. This is Matt. And this is Millie. And today we have a guest. Yay! It's been hey a long guys. time. Yeah. So We're this is Hannah. Here. Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What do you How do you do? know us? How do you know us? <laughs> Interrogation. <laughs> Interrogation. I love it. This is what I signed up for, so it's fine. Um, hi, I'm Hannah. I'm actually Matt's boss right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I was Millie's boss. Mm-hmm. Um, then she moved on to bigger and better things and left us behind. But that's okay. Um, so that's why I'm here. I've been in aviation for quite a while now and kind of ping-ponged all around our department and ended up um, in the same company as these two. So I've uh-huh. been having a lot of fun and learning a lot of stuff about what we do here. So What's the number? How, how many years have you been in the industry? This will be number six. Wow. wow. In a minute. Straight out of college, right into the industry. So, well, what what got you? What got you into it? How did you decide? Hey, I want to do an airline. Was that your plan all the way in college? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, the first thing you should know about me is that I'm kind of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of girl. Um, and I, so my degree is actually in an international business. Okay. And so, I went to school. I really had no idea what I was going to do. And I was like, well, general business is pretty safe. You can kind of do a lot of things with that. Um, and really had no idea other than that what I was going to do. So we went, this was my senior year, fall, uh, there was a ginormous career fair. And so I get all of my little resumes printed out. I got my little binder ready to go, my little outfit, my little <laughs> name tag. I'm ready. I went to a bunch of companies that were in the area. I was like talking to them about different opportunities um, and had... Like, been there the entire day, just talking, talking, talking. Mm -hmm. Um, But my goal was to get through all of the resumes that I had and just hand them out to people. And I had two left. And I looked over and I was like, you know, I'm in international business. I want to do something that I like traveling. I like people. Um, I want to do something that involves all of those things. And there's um, American Airlines standing in the corner. They'd sent two people over. And I was like man, what's more international than an airline? I'm dumb. So I went over and talked to them for a really long time and super, super nice guys, really liked the vibe, left them my resume, had an interview like a week later, then had a job offer like three weeks after that. (laughs) And so that's the rest is history. I moved to Dallas, worked there for a long time and loved it. Fell in love with it. I think the aviation industry is uniquely crazy. Yeah. The drama is always personal, which I think is hysterically <laughs> funny. Um, especially just like the drama of working for a legacy airline is <laughs> unparalleled in a lot of ways. Um, but just loved it. It's really fun. It's always changing. You have to pay attention to what's going on, like current events. Um, you get to travel a lot. I got to travel a decent amount for my job there, which I loved. Um, got to work with all sorts of different kinds of people and just had a great time. So. Loved the industry and have decided not to leave yet. So yeah. do you think six years ever, later. Do you think do you think you found your forever career? Just like got lucky first try? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of a fly by the seat of your pants girl. So I love it. There's nothing immediately that would change my mind about that right now. Um, but you know, if something something cool comes along, why not? Yeah. But I I do love it. I think there's just nothing like it right now. Yeah, the benefits are unparalleled. I yeah. yeah. I haven't worked for True. a better company, like a better. No, they don't have company. laundry. They don't do our laundry, though. Uh, I think Google does their laundry. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, I think you got to get to Delta. That that's where they do your laundry, right? Mm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not, the, not so much as that. <laughs> but they, only the pilots. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the dry clean uniform. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna trash talk pilots now. I'm ready. For oh that wow. Segment. Okay. Hey, hey. I don't, I don't know the makeup of our audiences or pilots, but we better be careful. I'm kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> Somebody's got to fly the plane. How else would I get there? Until the robots. I'm just kidding. Um, we're just jealous. That's really what it boils down to. <laughs> so, um, what, what was your first non-rev trip? Was I assume it was after you started with American? Yeah. So, <laughs> my first non-rev trip was um, to Fort Smith, Arkansas. Never heard of it in my life. I would have been shocked <laughs> if you had heard of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, we basically, so my training class was like almost 30 people. Um, the department there was huge. And so there was a big old training class full of us. Most of us were fresh out of college. We had no clue what we were doing. Um, and they decided, okay, we're going to take three groups of people. Some of y'all are going to go to Fort Smith, Arkansas. Some of y'all are going to go to San Antonio, and then I think they sent some people like Kansas City or something like that. Or no, it was OKC, Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go to Fort Smith, Arkansas. Was that the one you wanted? Uh, <laughs> a 100%. It Just actually <laughs> ended up being a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, partially because of the group that I went with. Yeah. Um, lots of really, like, again, the industry kind of draws this type of person that is just interested in travel and interested in people yeah. and interested in... I don't know, just like all the different things that I was interested in, I still am interested in. And so you end up meeting a lot of really cool people. But we went and it's the tiniest little airport you've ever seen. I will never forget it because there were like, there's two gates, one (laughs) on either side. And they only had like really plush overstuffed armchairs to sit in. And there were maybe 12 of them. And we went. So, like, the first thing I remember is that the bathrooms had won an award in, like, 2006 for being the best <laughs> bathrooms ever. And we were like, what makes them so great? And they were great. They're amazing. So, if you can Google Fort Smith Arkansas Bathroom Award, I guess, if you want to. Um, you only get 50 passengers fancy. a day. You better keep them clean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, there was, like, the same person that checked us in through the bags. Mm. I was, like, oh, yeah. ready for them to fly the plane, too, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> tiny little airport. But, so, tiny little airport. There was one Uber driver. That's so good, actually. I know. We got her on the way out because we went to like, we went and got lunch and then we went and visited like this, uh, what is it called? It was like this museum, but it was of like a, it was an old prostitution house. And that was like oh, what yeah. they were famous for there. Um, brothel. That was the word I was looking <laughs> gotcha, for. Gotcha. It was an old brothel. I love, this is your first work <laughs> trip, right? This is great. And we, I was with like, not my boss at the time, but with like a couple of team leads and like one of the managers. And they were like, well, this is what we're going to do. And I said, awesome. And it was really fun. Like, the woman that was in charge of the museum was super nice. Told us a whole bunch of stories that, you know, may or may not have been appropriate for a work outing. But (laughs) it was a good time. And then we went, like, went to lunch. um, Maybe had some adult beverages that maybe we shouldn't have been doing on a work trip. But again... (laughs) Lucy Goosey with off, the new off kids. company premises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They're not even the same state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's jurisdiction. It doesn't matter. They're gonna come get me. <laughs> you drank a beer six years ago. That's fine. <laughs> I was of age. It's fine. Um, and yeah, and then we had to call the same Uber driver. She came, picked us up, took us back to the airport, That's and it was a very awesome. successful day. That's awesome. When the people in San Antonio got stuck and had to drive home, so Suckers. oh no way yeah. <laughs> on their very first non-rev trip. Mm-hmm. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I know you can relate. I had a rough first trip, but we've already <laughs> talked about that before. So it was good. The first uh, for it being my first non-rev trip, no hitches. 
It was pretty easy. I don't know that I would go back to Fort Smith, Arkansas, but... Um, <laughs> you saw everything. I, we did. The whirlwind tour. Highlight of the town, the brothel museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was honestly, wouldn't pass it if you ever go. That's Thanks good, for providing our title. I was gonna... <laughs> she went to a brothel museum. <laughs> yeah, just in, in little quotations. Perfect. That's how they get you. <laughs> Clickbait, finally. <laughs> okay. I want to know what your most, like, what you feel most proud of when it comes to non-revving. What, what is, like, a sticky situation that you got yourself out of? Oh, uh, I've gotten myself out of so many Ooh, sticky situations. Um, I can tell you my most traumatic one because it's also the one I'm the most proud of. Okay. Um, so... I'll have to send this podcast to my friend because she's going to be really mad that I did this story. Um, Use your last name. <laughs> no, she won't care. But Add social security number. The first rule that I want to make very clear before I tell this story is that all is fair in love and non-revving. So if you get left at the airport because there's only one seat left yeah, on the plane, I love you got to do what you got to do. I live, live, die by that. I've been left behind. It is what it is. Um, you got to get home. Somebody's mm-hmm. got somebody's got to make it home. Otherwise, there's a rando getting home and like, nah, that's not good. Um, it's my friend's birthday weekend. She wants to go to Napa Valley, which awesome. I love going to Napa. Love San Francisco. I'm always down. Um, so we fly into San Francisco. We have a hotel downtown that night because it was like a Friday night. We were gonna do Napa Saturday and then come back Sunday. And so we do that. Fly in. Go to the hotel go to the bar. I find $100 cash in the bar. Hey. So we have a really good night, <laughs> which was like three drinks in San yeah. Francisco, but we had fun anyway. Um, yeah, just had a great time partying down there. Um, and then go to the hotel, go to bed, wake up, drive to Napa. Again, have a really good time. Those poor, I felt really bad for the... Um, the wine expert. I know there's a fancy name for it. Sommelier. There we yeah, go. Yeah. I'm remembering these things. Oh, it's coming back to me. Great. <laughs> um, I felt really bad for the guy that was trying to give us like the lesson because he keeps pulling out wine and he's like swirling it. He's like, this is notes of like hickory nuts <laughs> and sawdust and da, da, da. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I wish I was kidding. I wish that was a joke. It's not a joke. Um, he's saying the most random stuff and we're like, yeah, this is great. And just chugging. Like, wow, this is amazing. Mm. Uh, he was, he was so bo- exactly. he was so bothered, I'm sure. Well, because, yeah, I mean, it was a group of, yeah, it was a group of us just having a good time. And he was, God bless him. He was doing his, doing his darndest. Um, we have a great time. Good trip. We made friends. We got invited on a cruise for some random people oh, that, that were oh, having wow. a great time. Oh, yeah. Um, be- it's beautiful out there, too. So great scenery. Um, yeah, just a really good trip. And then, of course, as all stories do, there was a turn because, <laughs> of course, if you know anything about DFW and you know anything about Texas during the summertime, mm. um, got a lot, lot of thunderstorms come through there, which disrupt operations. And because it's smack dab in the middle of the country, a lot of things go wrong really, really fast. Um, so that's what happened to us. All of a sudden, our flight out of San Francisco, we were going to take that afternoon completely full. Like that Sunday afternoon, completely full. Mm. Because they had canceled earlier ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they were moving stuff all around and trying to get people to different places. And it was a nightmare. Um, so we're like, well, crap. There's a really early, there's like a 6 a.m. flight out of San Francisco that we can take tomorrow morning that has some seats left and we have a chance. 
great. So, mind you, we're out in Napa now. It's a hotel. So, we're at a hotel in Napa. It's like a 45 to an hour drive just to get back to the airport because we have to return the car and do all this stuff. Right. So, we're like, okay, we get up at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and then try to make the drive. We should be fine. We'll make it with plenty of time to get on the flight. We get there. So, we slept for maybe two hours, like a power nap at that hotel. It was <laughs> that's, awful. That's it was awful. And then we get in the car and drive. Um, turn the car in, get into the airport. It's a madhouse at the gate. Yep. Which is always fun. Um, they clear everybody but me and my friend. We were at the bottom of the list because we were not on our check-in game. Oh, if you don't know, that's American right. Doesn't, yeah, you have to be oh, right wow. there. American okay, doesn't you kind of earned time. it. <laughs> Mind you, it's milliseconds at that point, right? Really? we're all okay. on our phones, yeah. like, checking in. So, And you have to do it a couple seconds uh, before. I heard yeah. three mm-hmm. seconds. Well, there's tons of strategies that okay. you can, we can talk about that later. Um, I used to do, well, we're going to talk about it now, because I used to do computer on computer on one one hand and then phone in the other and both hitting the check-in button because I would find that my computer was faster than my phone. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So obviously it doesn't matter now. Now it's seniority based, but yeah. um, that was yeah another fun thing about American check-ins. Um, so anyways, we're at the bottom of the list. It's really tight. So we're, it's either we'll make it if two people don't show up, mm-hmm. but there's an, a flight that leaves from LA. And if you can get to LA, you have a ton more options to get back to Dallas. Mm. And so we're like, damn it. Like, what do we do? We can stay here and we wait or and we miss it. And then we miss the L.A. flight. And then we're S.O.L. the rest of the day because the rest of the L.A. flights are oversold now. Yeah. And then all the people that miss this first morning flight are just going to roll to the next flight and we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So we make the call. We run to the L.A. gate. We get ourselves off the San, the San Francisco direct, get onto the L.A. flight and we are off to L.A.X. Um you never look back, but we did. Oh, uh, God. Two people didn't show up. Oh. We would have gotten business class on the way home. Oh. Um, so that was strike number one. Uh, You're proud of that, right? No, yeah. yeah. It, it just gets better. Um, so we land in L.A. Uh, everybody else made it. We're like, great. All right. Now we just worry about ourselves. And so then we start looking at connections. Of course, while we were on the plane, all of our plans went to crap. So we have no more options left. We're like, damn it. Okay, so what do we do now? Um, the next best thing we think to do is to get to San Antonio <laughs> and then try to go San Antonio to Dallas from L.A. Because that's the only flight that's leaving L.A. in the next reasonable amount of time um, that is feasible, even. Mm-hmm. That's not oversold by 15 at this point. Um, so we're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and so luckily the person in the Admiral's Lounge at that time was like super nice and really helpful and really doing her darndest to help us out. And so we were like, all right. Put us on the San Antonio flight. We do. We both make it. We barely both. Well, actually, did she make it? No. So I make it to San Antonio. She gets. She doesn't make the flight. So this is where I leave her. I leave her in L.A. I thought for some reason I left her in San Antonio. I didn't. I left her in L.A., um, which is, first of all, so mean. If you've ever been to the L.A. airport, that's a mean place to leave somebody. Um, and then she had her own nightmare adventure with the buses and all that stuff. Buses? Um, she wow. Had to- all the way back? Huh? No, 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 no. Like the L.A. buses. The <laughs> oh, Greyhound. Didn't quite get that <laughs> she took two days to get home. <laughs> well, well. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, L.A. buses are kind of, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so you take the LAX bus. Like if you've ever dealt with it, it's a okay. pain in the butt. Um, it's like how you get from terminal to terminal in some cases. Um, and so <laughs> I leave her in LA. There's one. There's like one seat left, and I was like, she was like, you gotta go, and I was like, it's your birthday. You should go. Oh, you left her on her birthday. <laughs> I left her on her birthday. I told you this is an awful story. <laughs> um, she was like, because there was somebody between us, so it was like me, someone else, and then her. And so if I didn't take the seat, this random person was going to oh. get it. And she was like, she's like, nah, you just got to go, dude. Like, I just do it. And I said, okay, bye. That's a homie. I know she is. She is. She is a homie. Um, so I left her in LA. I get to San Antonio. I missed my first flight out of San Antonio to get to Dallas. And then I only make it home because some guy who had checked in and had his boarding pass never showed up. He just disappeared into the depths of the San Antonio <laughs> airport. They handed me some other guy's boarding pass with like his full name on it and said, get on the plane. His seat's Yo. right there. And I said, <laughs> bless. <laughs> and then I got home. So I started traveling at like three o'clock that morning and made it home by six. And it was like the most exhausting day ever. And I went and got tacos with my friend because I was like, I'm, I'm a different no friend way. because the other one a is different like, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's still in LA. So we'll go rewind. <laughs> So rewinding back. So she misses the San Antonio flight. She's in L.A. She goes, all right, the closest now I can get is Oklahoma City. So hey. She... Oh, no, that's not your favorite one. Oh, no, Kansas City Kansas is my, was home. my constant layover place. Sorry. Okay, Oklahoma City. Yes, she gets to Oklahoma City. Um, doesn't make any of the flights that night. Spends the night in Oklahoma City and makes it back the next morning. Rough. Yeah. So happy birthday to this friend. <laughs> yep. Yep. She, we're still friends, believe it or not. <laughs> She's still a really good friend of mine. But yeah, that was probably my proudest achievement because it took a lot of finagling on our end. But then um, also my most traumatic experience because that was quite a lot of connecting and a lot of um, a lot of adrenaline rushes and then crashes. And then I slept so hard on the flight from San Antonio to Dallas. I woke up and there was just <laughs> drool. All down the side of my tent. It was disgusting. You were just in relief. I was. It was full relaxation mode. It was bad. But you know what happened though? Mm. Is that you used all of your luck once you touched that hundred dollar bill from the bar. Oh wow. That's exactly what it was. Uh, So yeah, it was um I still love San Francisco. I'd go back anytime, but like that airport is just traumatic, triggering for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> story. So, are you are you a Z person? Did you look at you look at a lot of Z when you did, or were you like, let's do our own airline? No, it's cheap. Thing? I was cheap. cheap. No, you were too cheap to do Z. Yeah. Well, and wow. everybody else was in trouble then too. So, like, I tried some of the Southwest flights mm-hmm. when I got to San Antonio, but everything else was oversold too. So I was like, well, if I'm gonna risk it, I'm gonna just fly the airline that's not gonna charge me money. <laughs> Okay. That's good. And you have Fair. higher priority too. Exactly. Same. Exactly. Because like all the Southwest employees are in the same boat I am. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm like, just trying to get back to Dallas. Yeah. So I was like looking at their loads and texting friends, and I was like, "Can you check the load for this flight?" <laughs> <laughs> because everybody in the aviation industry knows each other. It's kind of terrifying. But yeah. <laughs> so like in a- your time non-revving, do, have you had some really good trips where? everything's went right you've had like really great seats and things like that oh like, yeah some really I mean, good success stories in that sense i mean honestly that one is such as like i've only had a handful of really bad experiences oh, wow. um i'm a very careful risk taker and i always have lots of backup plans and like the trick to non-revving i've found is 
just start early and you always make it home. Mm -hmm. So like that one's traumatic, but because we started early, we had plenty of time. So even though operation had fallen apart, it was fine. Um, I've had some like that, but because you start at six o'clock in the morning and because American is the behemoth that it is, Mm -hmm. you always have opportunities. Um, There's plenty of times where like I've connected through like tiny airports that like no one remembers exist, which is perfect for me. Um, I had a buddy who was a gate agent who would be like, like, hey, did you remember that this airport exists? That flight leaves at this time. I'd be like, oh, bless. Like, love you. Thank you. Um, that's how I would get home sometimes. And so, like, really honestly, I have not had that many traumatic experiences. Um, the flight that I really liked taking was, like, anything to South America. Oh, nice. So American does a really good job of banking those flights so that they're really optimal for travel. So, like, or really optimal for, like, their U.S. travel, I should say. Um, their U.S. point of sale. Um, but, like, what we would do is, like, the Sao Paulo flight used to leave at 9.30 p.m. on Friday evenings. And so if business class was open, you would say, oh, 9.30 p.m. on a Friday. I just leave work, go to, like, go from the office to the airport, get on the flight, sleep on the way down because it's about eight hours down there. Um, then you'd land at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. That's awesome. Perfect. That Go is get breakfast, spend the whole day down there, and then that flight would turn, and you would go back. The, it would leave, like, at 11 p.m. that night. On Saturday. Wow. On Saturday evening. That's my favorite. That's my perfect trip. Yeah. So you wouldn't know hotels because oh, you would just wow. sleep on the plane both ways because you had business class, and then you'd be home all day Sunday, and you would have gone <laughs> international. I would go every other weekend or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Did you have to pay taxes? How much was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like- Brazilian taxes weren't that bad. Um, I think the worst one was obviously London. If you've ever thought oh, flown yeah. through Heathrow, they Out charge you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse now after COVID. I think Heathrow charges you more now. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, so the UK and Mexico were the most expensive, if I remember correctly. But then you could go to Japan in business class for 40 bucks. Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah. Which is ludicrous because those seats go for like five six grand i know i'm trying to use you could, points you could eat forty dollars <laughs> worth of uh you know cookies and warm nuts seriously <laughs> this is class no, they would give sundays you, the food was much better than that i promise <laughs> yeah but it was fun it was those were those were good trips that's awesome yeah. did you now most of these trips are were you a weekend trip weekend trip or would you kind of save up your pto and do a long trip so i try to i still do this i try to do one big trip every year okay um, with, with American, it kind of depended. So like we were crazy and we did like Japan, we took Friday off and then did Japan that weekend, which I would never do again. <laughs> it was really fun. I've never been more jet lagged in my life. Oof. Um, and then we didn't get business on the way back and <laughs> got the bulkhead row of like the back of the plane. It was back of the Dreamliner. I, it was awful. Um, and then went to work at 8 a.m. Monday morning. That was rough. Um, <laughs> she but... fell asleep on her space bar. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad. I did go home at 4 p.m. Oh, okay. I was. I told my boss, I was like, I'm going to fall asleep at my desk. <laughs> she was like, okay, go home. I said, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I did. I went home and I went to bed. Um, but... I've lost the question. What did you ask me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like whether you like to do the a long saved up PTO trip or the short weekend trips. Oh, okay. okay. Like a three day weekend or something. Yeah, we a lot of three day weekends because when I worked, you could bank time. So like when I was pricing, we would do weekend pricing, 
And so you could always like you get oh, you got comp days for okay. that. Nice. Um, which was great. Um, so instead of having the two weeks of vacation that you get, um, I ended up like being able to take three or four. Oh, that's oh wow. Yeah. It was. I mean, the weekends that you priced were not fun. It wasn't like a. It wasn't a thirty-minute exercise. No. <laughs> no, it was a whole day ordeal. Because international. So, for those of you who don't are not familiar with how pricing works at an airline, LOL. international submissions happen every hour, mm-hmm. and so domestic it's like four times a day, and so international it was constant. Yeah. Um. So it's a bit painful, but. It is what it is, and it paid off. But yeah, I I did a lot of small trips, but then we would also do like a big trip every year, um, just just because you you need those, I think, and that's a better way to experience like long trips like that. Um, again, like if I went back to Japan, it would be for a lot longer of a time period, mm. um, just because like that flight over there is so long, it's so brutal. That's awesome. That's. It, I, I I really do agree with you that you should have one big trip and then mix in nice sporadic weekend trips because yeah. if you don't if you wait like a really long time before you go on a trip then you're probably longing but if you just do the weekend trip you're like it doesn't feel like I'm you, you know you start feeling like you're losing the vacation you're mm-hmm. just kind of like oh I got to back back to work back to work mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. not really like you're really relaxing you have to mix oh. a little both I think that's a really great way to do it. Agreed. And like Dallas is so close to the Caribbean, you could do little island hoppers, and it was pretty nice. I know that you're a little capped out on time, similar to me for PTO. Yes. But are you already thinking about what your next dream trip is? Girl, of course. <laughs> um, I want to do Australia, New Zealand. That's awesome. So bad. Um, I so there. I want to hike New Zealand. I keep one of my one of my buddies spent like two months over there and keeps showing me pictures. And I'm like, I would do anything to hike up in those mountains. It just looks fake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want to do that. Um, I want to say that I've been to the Australian Outback. I don't know how that's going to go because I've heard their spiders are the size of dinner plates. Yes, and they're all covering trees. Awful. And everything is trying to kill you there. Yep, but. I feel like if I get a if I rent a big enough Jeep, it'll probably be okay. You can run them over. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I still have to plan that trip, but I I want to do Australia, New Zealand. That'll be next year, hopefully. That's awesome. Yeah. And then Thailand. You just got back from Thailand in February. Was that another dream sheet item on your checklist? Yes. So I actually have a funny story about that because one of my best friends. Um, one of my best friends from college, her and I are like big street food people. Ooh. And so during COVID, if you guys had Netflix at the time, there was a street food series mm-hmm. that came out and we had been watching like the Thailand one and like had been, go- we watched all of them obviously, but we were like, damn, like that looks like what we want to go do. And so we started planning it then <laughs> while we were like stuck in our houses and trying to figure out like, Is oh, this like God, in the midst next? of COVID, yeah. like 2020? Yep. Like oh, 2020, dang. like April 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, maybe not April. <laughs> maybe that was dramatic of me. But like, <laughs> like a month into it, like two weeks, <laughs> I, I got to get, get out of here. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but like in the thick of it, right? Yeah. So like it was like probably summertime because I remember... I remember being on the phone with her and walking around Dallas and there being like just nobody on the streets. Oh, that, I remember that summertime. Everybody yeah. was on Tiger King or yeah. apparently your show. <laughs> the food, the food oh, one. we were watching Tiger King too. Yeah, okay, worry. good. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, God. We can't talk about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, so we, we were planning that for a long time and then 
uh, it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it and have wanted to travel around there for a while. Um, my friends and I are also, a couple of my friends and I are also dive certified. So we really wanted to go dive out of Phuket and we did. And it was awesome. It was like the coolest thing ever. The reefs there are just unbelievable. Um, got to do some wreck diving, got to do a little bit of everything. I swam like, it was nuts. It was just beyond beautiful. And like, it was about a three hour boat ride out there and it's the crystal clear water you've ever seen. It's look again, looks like a picture. It's completely fake. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> when really, you do really these cool. types of trips, um, cause you're going with a big group of friends. It sounds like each time, uh, not each time. So like Thailand was probably b- the biggest group I've gone with. Um, it was one of my friends first time out of the country. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty crazy. She was like, are you sure we're going to go this far? And I was like, you'll be fine. You take Everything. her to a full moon, full moon party. Yeah. Huh? I said you take her to a full moon party. No. <laughs> well, we'll save that for next time. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I think we missed that actually, which was kind of sad. But um, it's not like there isn't any other parties there. <laughs> we we did fine. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Like I, I we traveled all around. So we started in Bangkok and then went to Chiang Mai and then went to Phuket and like. We, I made them take the sleeper train because I'm no a way. big train nerd in case you didn't know that about me. I think it's like transportation. To Chiang Mai, right? Yeah. That's awesome. It was the coolest thing. <laughs> um, we had a great time. They were all like, oh, you're really going to make us do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make you do it. I planned this whole trip. <laughs> like, That's awesome. We're going to take a sleeper train. Oh, you're train. the planner friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. love friends like you. <laughs> I'm a planner too. He's the, he's the planner <laughs> do you friend. Get, do you get analysis? Uh, wait, what is it called? Tight. An- analysis. What the, what the hell is it called? Will you like overanalyze things? Analysis paralysis. Yes, analysis paralysis. Oh my, I get that so bad because I'm like, well, maybe we could find <laughs> this one that's a little bit cheaper and this one's a little bit better, but I didn't check this website for this rate for this hotel. <laughs> giving me anxiety. Right <laughs> now. It gives me like, so much anxious. <laughs> or like, I spend hours looking for like points redemptions for um, flights and things like that. Mm. Like, I don't love that airline. What if I check? I check like every freaking city in Asia to every city in North America. I found out found a website that does it so much better now. But <laughs> no, are you, are, you, are you like that? Like you're gonna. So I can get in those holes, but I've got another friend of mine who's also a planner. And so like what happened was like I came up with the rough itinerary, and then she would go through and like, okay, well, what if we did this? What if we move this around? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so we like built it together. Oh, good, you have a partner. And so it was, yeah, it was it was much better that it's, way. It's usually always just on Matt. So <laughs> that's true. Well, they're also <laughs> chill. They're also chill. They're like, oh yeah, whatever you think, whatever you want to do. It's like no. It's like no. no give me I some need direction. I need some direction. <laughs> no. Like I, 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 yes, I'm, I'm, I feel you. I feel you so hard. Right it's now. like so. It's so open that I'm like I'm gonna think of every possibility and it's gonna stress me the hell out. <laughs> we love you, Matt. <laughs> like I love it, but also like if I. I start just getting into it. I'm like, oh, this is, ooh, I, I, there's too many options, and it's, yeah, and I'm like, well, I gotta calculate everything, like find the best amount of money and like the best transportation. Transportation isn't as bad, I guess, but like accommodations and flights and things, I'll be looking at every possibility, every freaking Z option. (laughs) Well, and especially when someone's like, okay, plan a trip to an entire country, and you're like, God, and there's eight of us, there's a million things (laughs) you could do, and it's like. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Um, but my question is: Are you guys all non-revving, or are you guys buying confirmed tickets? We bought confirmed tickets. Okay. Yeah, um, it's actually pretty cheap if you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get, 
as long like, as long as you find a cheap trip. So what we normally do is we fly to JFK or LAX. Yeah. Um, that's the way to do it. You can find really cheap domestic flights and really cheap flights from those airports typically. Um, and then once you're in Asia, it's it's so so cheap if you fly one of the carriers yeah. over there. It's so easy to get around. Is it just hard to to construct non-revving with so many people? Are you rather just be safe? Well, they don't work for the airlines. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Red I'm traveling one. with people that just don't. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have friends so outside of aviation. Dubai. Surprisingly, <laughs> we have Dubai. Uh, you know, Turkey or Frankfurt, <laughs> or we could go through Tokyo or Osaka. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't even imagine. There's no way. There's no way. No, everybody had their own set itinerary. They had to figure out their flights as long as they got there at around the same time. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Where else have you been that you've really liked? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, like the wor- that's like the hardest question to answer. Um, I think probably the other trip that really stands out to me was uh, South Africa. Oh, wow. So... Oh, gosh, that was 2016, 2017. No, it would have been after that. 2018. Um, we went for two weeks, like 10 days total. Um, and it was the coolest thing ever. So that one was non-rev or Zed. Um, so what? Oh, go ahead. I was, I'm getting there. I know the question <laughs> that you're going to ask next. I understand. I can predict this. Um, <laughs> so that was Qatar from oh. Dallas to Doha. Fancy. Stopover in Doha, which was awesome. We had about six hours there. Um, we were there at night. Thank goodness. I'm not a hot weather person, um, but it was really cool. That's the only time I've ever had issues getting into a country because the guy didn't understand that, like, he was like, well, you don't have a hotel. I'm like, I'm only staying here for six hours. LOL. my flight leaves. <laughs> and he was like, where's your ticket? And I said, it's here. But it wasn't, it was a Z ticket. So mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, anything confirmed, like, super tightly, right? He was like, that's not a ticket. I said, it is a ticket. I work for the airlines. <laughs> Everywhere else I have ever been, that works. And of course, everybody else in my group is already through customs waiting for me. Yeah. And I'm oh, just you, just me. And so I was like, full twenty minute conversation. He brings his supervisor over. It's a whole hoopla. Um, But eventually, I get in. That's scary. It it wasn't really like it was just clearly it was like his second or third day on the okay. job or something. He's too strict. Know what's going he on. knows the rule book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like everywhere else I've gone, I'll be like, oh, I work for the airlines, and they go, oh, okay, and they just kind of let you in. Okay. They don't really care. Um, that was the only place I've had a problem, but even then, he so was, you didn't make a run for it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. South African prison. I haven't heard good things. I wasn't even in South Africa at this point. I was in Qatar. Yeah. Oh no, that's probably worse. The prisons <laughs> there. <laughs> um, so we were there for six hours. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. We went and got like some of the best like food there. It was amazing. We took a little boat ride. Oh, nice. Um, walked around like the bazaar that they had there. It was awesome. Really, really cool place. I, w- I want to go back eventually. Um, six hours, obviously not long enough, but really yeah. cool. I've got to make it there, too, because Jeremy spent some time there, and he said I would love it, so I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. And, like, I've never seen people dressed more immaculately than I've heard. There. All of the men, sharp. Mm-hmm. Clean, pressed. Like, they looked so good. It was I was shocked. I was like, dang. It's very opulent, isn't it? Yeah, like, like y'all know how to dress. <laughs> like, it was crazy. And, like, the women, too. Like, it was just absolutely, 
I was like, us Americans could never. We could <laughs> not do that. You guys look so good. Especially in Colorado. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> too like, casual in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I'm like in my PJs going to Target. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is as good as it gets today. No. <laughs> No, I felt underdressed, and I was in business casual because, like, that's how you have to fly oh. on guitar. That's right. So, like, I was dressed felt, up. Wow. Like, I looked good. I felt underdressed. Wow. It was cre- It was really, really cool. Super, super, like, aw- super awesome people. Really nice place. Like, I absolutely want to go back. Was that a new airport at the time, or no? I have no idea. I don't know. Because they have it a giant teddy new. bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. The giant teddy bear was crazy. Um, but I don't remember how new the airport was at that time, but That's it was cool. nice. Um, yeah. And then Lufthansa down, uh, to Cape Town or not Lufthansa. No, that was on the way back. So we did the rest of the Qatar flight down there or no, we took South African all the way down there. So from Qatar to Cape Town and then we're in Cape Town for a couple days. Pretty cool place. But then the real reason we were there is because we wanted to do safaris. Oh. And... I, I can't describe that to you. Um, the first time, because, like, you pull up. We I mean, we drove ourselves, which was probably a mistake. I wouldn't do that again, really. <laughs> um, it was an adventure for sure, but I don't think I would drive through. Don't the... they have scary drivers? Like, yeah. Like, like, the second the light turns green, it was It was impressive. And there were places that I was like, if we break down here, there's probably not a help station or like <laughs> I don't know what number you call to get help here and we were in the middle of nowhere and I was like mm, maybe we won't do this again um but you live and you learn yeah yeah we she lived we, <laughs> and I sure learned <laughs> but like they let you drive yourself through the safari which I didn't know and so when you pull up so I don't remember the name of the one that we went to because we went to a couple different ones but we drove up and <laughs> You like pay the entrance fee because it's it looks like you know when you enter a national park here oh. they have like the ranger oh. station and blah 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 blah, and they give you a map and they tell you here's these things do not get out of your car these are wild animals they will eat you and then they tell you horror stories about people getting mauled by <laughs> cheetahs and stuff like that. <laughs> you need to though, really. They oh, do. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. So they tell you all of these things. And then they're like, okay, good luck. And then they let you drive off into the park. And my friend starts jokingly playing, like, the Lion King music. Oh, my God. And so, like, the opening, like, Lion King music is playing. We turn the corner, and a herd of elephants just walked right in front Whoa. of our car. And we were like, <laughs> you can't see it on the ra- I'm talking, but, like, open mouth, jaws dropping. Like, the Lion King music's playing in the background. We're seeing a herd of elephants walk in front of our car. And it just got cooler after that. Like that's amazing. It was unbelievable. So, You're selling so cool. it really well. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need help planning your African safari, let me know. Um, we also talked to so like some people. So if you live in South Africa, going to the safaris is like a quick weekend holiday that they just do. And so we were talking to this South African couple, which best accents ever. Just full stop. I don't care who you talk to in South Africa. They all it, the accent is so fun. Um, and we're talking to them and they're telling us all of these stories about the safaris that they've been on. And of course they have this horror story oh. and we're like, okay, like they're like, oh, well, yeah, the last time we were here, um, an elephant, like, so male elephants, when they're like ready to get it on, <laughs> they get crazy. Yeah. And so like, it's not, whatever, they go crazy and they like, they look really intimidating because elephants are big in case you've never seen an elephant before. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you for telling the listeners. <laughs> and you're in your car and you're like, I'm safe in my car. No. 
they had pulled up to the elephant and it was a big bull elephant and he was like stomping on the ground whatever and they were trying to like get away from it but you're not supposed to move because apparently that makes them more angry but it was too late and so he like elephant came to their car and speared the trunk (laughs) yo the hood of their car with its tusks (laughs) and and they were like they were like yeah it just kind of like was a thing they were so chill about it and i was like I was like, so what do you do with like insurance? That's company? what I was like, thinking. What do you do? And they were like, oh, they have coverage for that. And I was like, elephant spearing. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so apparently, like, it was the car was fine enough that they could get away from the elephant after that. But like, that's like, insane. I'm terrified now. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't know what to do now. But yeah, apparently that's the thing that happens. Don't and... turn on the elephant. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, uh, I don't know how you. I don't know. Go elephant, whatever. I don't know what your thing is. Matt is dying right now. He can't even breathe. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it was. um, So then we were terrified the rest of the trip that an elephant was going to spear our car, but it didn't. So we did fine. Again, you lived. (laughs) Again, we totally did. Wow, that was great. So clearly you have a lot of um, experience, a lot of time in. Six years is a long time. And then all of your like life experiences add up. Can you give us like three top three Hannah advice just on the life of aviation? Oh, gosh. On the life of aviation or like non-revving specifically? Either well, one. Whatever you've got. Top three. Um, I think flexibility is my biggest one um, from a non-rev perspective and then also from just like a life perspective. Um a lot of people will tell you, like, have your five-year plan, have your 10-year plan. I have found that that never works. Um, you can plan to the best of your ability, and everything's going to come crashing down, um, for good or for bad, right? So, like, things happen. Luckily for me, like, good things have mostly happened. <laughs> and so you can't be so rigid and set in your ways that you can't say yes to opportunities when they come by. Um, so I think flexibility is a big one for me. Um, oh, man. Number two is always be nice to people. Yes. Um, (laughs) Heartwarming. (laughs) Wholesome. (laughs) Well, and the uh, the big piece of that is if you're going to stay in aviation for a long time, it really is a small industry. And if you're a jerk, Mm -hmm. everybody's going to know you're a a jerk. jerk. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes it, you know, if you want to stay in aviation and you want jobs in aviation and you have a reputation... It's not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously good good advice for life, but also good advice for professional life. Um, just be nice to people. It's not hard. Have uh, you ever, I just want to know, have you ever like, have you ever had somebody not hire someone because of word of mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. It happens all the time. I had, I mean, I have people text me constant. Like I have people text me about like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Um, especially now that my friend group that I started with, like, again, if you know anything about aviation, people tend to just go everywhere. Um, and so now that my friend group is slowly getting into like management positions and is starting to be in those places where we're actively hiring people. Heck yeah. If I know that someone's coming from another airline, I will text my buddies at Southwest or at Delta or at Air American or United and be like, what do you know about this person? Okay. Okay. It happens. Look out everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. So I would just be careful of that kind of stuff. Like, again, it's not a problem for most people, but, um, always try to leave a place better than you left it. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to live life. Totally. And then number three, non-rev specific. What about that? Okay. Okay. Non-rev specific. 
oh, always have a backup plan and know your small airports. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of times if you're trying to go somewhere tricky, um, there can be a lot of places that can be like if you have one or one or two flights a day that are direct, always be willing to connect. Mm-hmm. Connects are not scary. You just have to be prepared for them um, and make sure. Oh, never check a bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's technically like that. for do not check a bag. Um that goes wrong so many times, especially if like you get to the gate and it's oversold and your your bag's going without you if it's a domestic flight. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you don't have a friend that can get it from you in whatever city you were trying to get to, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, so don't check a bag. Just don't do it. We are huge advocates of not checking As I a checked bag. the bag last trip. <laughs> That's like, I didn't have a choice. But <laughs> it's it's no, different if you know somebody at the airport that you're going to. Oh, right? yeah. I would, could have grabbed it. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because then they can get it for you. But like, even then, I'm not a big checker of bags. Yeah. Just unnecessary complexity. And yep. the reality is. You don't need all that You don't stuff. need a check bag. No. Yeah. Believe it or not, you can fit in a carry-on in a backpack. That was a hard lesson to learn, honestly. Like, especially with day trips and stuff, because things can go wrong so fast. You're like, oh, I just need to prepare for every eventuality, but you don't really. You just if if you leave your toothbrush, there's always CVSs or mm-hmm. CVS adjacent places that you can go buy a CVS adjacent. Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS adjacent. Are you that. making fun of the way that I talk? <laughs> think it's funny okay um wow this is great this is a great podcast you know you know you guys had no we know it was a good podcast when when mock is laughing and he's the editor he'll sleep sometimes that's how you know it sucks i'm crushing it 10 points to me okay great great um Okay. How about I love th- I love that Matt is like, oh, this is such a good podcast. It yeah, is. It's fun. I literally am like, yeah. do we need to do two parts? This is good. Good vibes. I can talk for way too long. That's my problem. It was the Applebee's happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mon- Loosen everybody up. We got warmed up. Yeah. Monica's like, we should order goblet sized drinks. Like, yeah, we should. This is great. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you 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 we started almost the same time. I mean, with my internship, yeah. I started a little bit before you. Yep. Um, how would you say? And I don't know how much you've non-rev with our current airline, just a, a bit. A bit. But um, how would you say non-revving is different between the two airlines? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, I know. But... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, American is, I think, still the largest carrier in the world. Yeah, um, depending by... on metric. I think by by plane count or something like that. I don't really remember. It, it, I'm it's big, <laughs> much bigger it's than big. us. <laughs> it's big, and so now working for a smaller airline, it's very different. So, like the first thing we kind of alluded to earlier is that American had a timed base check in. So, 24 hours before your flight, you could check in, and then it doesn't matter your seniority. It would just matter like the time of check in, 24 hours to departure. Um, and so you would come up with all these wild strategies, especially if you were going with friends and then you'd hear like screaming halfway across the floor because someone <laughs> beat someone else out by half a second. Yeah. So we had a certain system you could go in and check and see exactly how many milliseconds you were off by to like beat oh, your friend. Oh, no by. way. That's so crazy. It got, it got intense. Yeah. <laughs> and so you come up with all these crazy strategies. And, um, I mean, we had like a group of 14, 12 or 14 people that went to Alaska one time and that was just chaotic, but. Stuff like that where it's so like that's that's crazy and now it's seniority based so you don't worry about it you just check in whenever you can. Um, oh yeah yeah. So 
that's very different. Like now. And we have, which is crazy. What I think is crazy is in your experience are usually number one on the seniority. I am. Yeah. On the list. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like we started a year ago. <laughs> I've had no problems. And yeah. I, I, when I non-rev, I'm going to like Atlanta or big cities like that. And so I'm like, oh, well, there's probably someone else that's going to pop up. But it hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah. So that's one of the big things. I think the other thing is like the amount of options that you had are much more limited now. Um, so when you are non-revving, you really have to be a lot more aware of the connections because mm-hmm. a lot of times there's only one or two flights a day. And if you miss them, you're stuck. Um, so that's a little bit different. There's just a, it's, there's a lot more limitations in that sense. Um, otherwise, the process is pretty similar. It's just, you know, very different experience. I mean, business classes, obviously, <laughs> like non-existent anymore. Um, it's a very different it's a very different, like, demographic, almost. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember when I worked for American, I would always, if I ever got business class, it would be me and then a bunch of, like, 50-year-old white guys in suits. <laughs> and people would walk by, because, you know, like, they let first board first, yeah. obviously. And so people were walking by, and you could see them go, they're giving me looks like what is she doing here why is she there she's just some kind of like tiktok prodigy lol (laughs) (laughs) literally just an employee um it's like stuff like that's very different um but like yeah overall pretty pretty similar the non-revs blended really good at our airline yeah you can tell you could tell you could tell at american (laughs) (laughs) i was always like wow i am one of these things is not like the other (laughs) Oh my god! Have you have yeah. you zetted yet with our airline? Had to zet or anything? No, oh, not wow. yet. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you've got on some pretty tight flights. What's the sure hardest? Have. Um, oh gosh! I mean, every time I fly to Atlanta, fifteen something like that. Oh right? yeah, I've gotten on. It was over. Yeah, it was oversold by fifteen because I was giving one of our other analysts crap for it because it was his market. Lol. <laughs> I said STS. <laughs> Only like a few people know what that means. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, but like uh, the no-show rate is much higher here too. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, I mean, when you, you know. Have you gotten not on? I have never not gotten on except kind of by choice. Yeah. I've never not gotten on. Kind of crazy. Rough. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you're your first experience. My first experience I didn't get on. Yeah. But that was your own doing, right? That was kind of my own doing. And then the <laughs> second time I didn't get on was not my own doing. LOL. <laughs> so I was there for two days. <laughs> Oof. Oh, my God. Wow. Luckily, I had a really good boss at the time. <laughs> oh, <me>. yeah. <laughs> She's still trying to get brownie points. We love to see it. <laughs> That's, again, rule number two. Be nice. <laughs> Matt has some um, fast-paced questions yeah. that he's going to ask you. Okay. Um, the goal is to be just like top of the oh, notch. No. Try to be fast. It's just a couple. It's just a couple. It's not a big deal. Okay. But he's he's ready for you when you are. Okay. Favorite airport. Oh god, that's <laughs> failed step one. Great job. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roatan. Oh, okay, cool. That's um, my favorite. Arrive early to the airport and go to the lounge, or arrive just before the flight. Just before the flight. Oh really? I'm not. A, I know. I only so, a layover lounge girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't go early. Cool. It stresses out everyone that I travel with. But if I arrive at the gate like, as we're boarding, perfect. So, like, tell me, what's your what's your minimum that you say I'm going to be at the airport this much before the flight? It's different now. So at Dallas, if I was at the airport 
by the time boarding started. What? <laughs> Which I is get what, there. 30 until the gate 30, closed? 30, 40? 45 minutes. Okay. Something like that. That's so. pretty good tight. <laughs> I, used to, I used to leave the office 45 minutes before the plane. Wow. That is crazy, actually. Yeah. But you know what? Dallas is kind of set up for that. It is. It absolutely is. Denver is not. No. <laughs> so Seagate, it's changed. Going to Seagate's in Denver at the end of the concourse. It's like a 20-minute yeah. ride from the security. Yeah, you got to get on the got on the train and it's a whole thing so now it's different um if but i found if i leave the office ish about an hour and 30 before okay. the plane departs that's about what works your pre-check yeah oh yeah no clear though no okay but pre-check is yeah. it's good yeah. it works I, I mean they didn't really have pre-check uh clear wasn't big in dallas either because american Mm-mm. is it investing in it started yeah, it started like a year or so ago. Because it was United and Delta that have the mm-hmm. big investments in it, so they put them on the airports. Yep. Um, Boeing or Airbus? Uh, I like the Dreamliner, Boeing. Interesting. What about an Airbody? <sighs> yep. Uh, I'm not a big. You know the right person. answer. You I know, know the, the right, right answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Matt wants me to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna cut that. Um, <laughs> oh, Airbus is actually way more comfortable as an Airbody. Is that what you thought I was going to say? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It is way more comfortable. Yeah, because you said- 737s suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, Listen, that's my I've point. I've flown the 75 like, enough oh, times. Oh, 75s sucks. Like, this is awful. I like Dreamliners, <laughs> though. Oh, yeah. Dreamliner is great. Like yeah. Dreamliner. Other than that, though, eh, Airbus. Blow your PTO slash points slash cash on a luxury week vacation or spread it out on multiple weekend budget trips? Ooh, probably luxury trips. I like doing at least one just treat yourself vacation a year. That's nice. Yeah. You ever use points for anything or no? Oh, yeah. I use them for like domestic flights and stuff like that if I just need to get to places. Hotels ever? Mm-hmm. I oh, save nice. them for like ne- <laughs> like emergency situations. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, aisle or window? Oh, window. Obviously. Okay, good. Good. Right answer. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> no hesitation. Obviously. You don't get invited window. back if you say wi- uh, aisle, just so you know. If you say middle... We just look at you weird. <laughs> you say middle, you have to leave. You were escorted out. Yeah, we, from co- there. we 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 don't we trash the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, she's done. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We've had a lot of fun here. This was like, like a really fun podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thanks for having me. It was fun. I'm much, glad you had a really good time. Much less stressful. You thought it was going to be stressful. I did. What? It's intimidating being like recorded on things, and I don't know. I know but it was fun. Yeah, that makes sense. My first episode, I was like, not myself. <laughs> you are very much yourself. <laughs> so uh, good to job. a fault, yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, thank you for coming again. Um, maybe one day we'll have you back. We've had sure. Selena back already. So if there's more stuff you want me to talk about, I have plenty <laughs> it more stories. It sounds like you do have a lot of stories that I you sure can talk do. about. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash standby secrets. Adios. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much, Hannah. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye, I didn't bye. know if you understood. <laughs> That's what this means. I'm just kidding. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>